Good evening, church. How are we all doing? Everyone good? That's, that's a really good response. Uh, let's try that again. How are we all doing? Come on, it's good to be in the house of God this evening. Let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, that you're seated on the throne. Lord, you're always in control. You're in control of our lives, Lord, and we just want to surrender to you right now. I pray in this moment, Lord, that you would just slow us down. Slow us down to the pace at which we can just receive your word so that it may take root in our hearts, Father God, that we become activated to become doers of your word this evening. Lord, I pray your word encourages us and it spurs us on, Lord, uh, to see your kingdom come, to see the gospel reached in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Why don't you greet three people and say to them, God loves you. God loves you. Come on. As you take your seat, look to the person on your left and tell them, you are looking so young. You are looking young. When you get to your 40s, that becomes a compliment, right? (laughs) Well, good evening, church. Uh, We're in the fourth week of our series, God Can. And uh, it's been such a great series. We've really learned so much. And what... I've loved is the heart and the desire of our church to seek God over the culture of this world, to literally have this desire to get closer to God and know that if, like, if you invite somebody, God can save them. It's this ability to know that God can change any situation and that He's all-powerful, He's sovereign. And so tonight we're going to be reading out of uh, Romans uh, from chapters 15. So if you've got your Bibles, you can make your way to Romans chapter 15. Um, and we're going to be sharing a bit out of Romans chapter 15 from Paul. And uh, this is kind of like the final words to the church in Rome. It's Paul's final words. Now, I, for all the theologians out there, yes, there are 16 chapters to Romans. Um, but if any of you are like Marvel fans, you will know that the 16th chapter is pretty much like those credit scenes where you sit in the movies and nobody leaves for a while just to wait for that credit. And so Paul in chapter 16 is sending out all these shout-outs <clears throat> to everybody and just like thanking them and sending out shout out. But from chapters 15, it's kind of like his final word that he's giving to the church. And I believe it's so powerful. It's so encouraging. And tonight it will challenge us. Uh, there is something that I'm, this is something, a, a topic that I'm really passionate about uh, because it, it's a value that I've learned to apply to my life. And if uh, we're able to lean in tonight, like literally look to the person next to you and say, you ready to lean in. Like if we're able to lean in, it'll teach us tonight something crucial and valuable, no matter what season of life you're currently going through. Um, Yeah, so it's substantial and it's challenging. And so we're going to be reading from verses 4 from chapters 15 in Romans. And you guys can read with me if you have your iPads, you can read on those, your Bibles, you can do that. Or if you've got your eyelids, you can look up on the screen and we will read the word together. Was that a dad joke? God can use a dad joke. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. So that through the endurance taught in Scripture and the encouragement they provide, we might have, everyone say it with me, come on. From verse 5 it says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice 
you may glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love it when they repeat something in the word, like they, they give it a little bit more air time uh, in the word. And, and that word that Paul repeats in the scripture, you would have seen it with me, is endurance and encouragement. It's that emphasis that he needs you to know that this is an important factor. It's something that he's underscoring that what we need is endurance and encouragement. And he gives us a challenge through this scripture, and we're going to go through that tonight. And so the title for this tonight's message is, God can help you finish strong. Because I really believe that a lot of us need that ability to finish strong. But in order to do that, we need endurance and encouragement. You see, in the world today, everybody loves to celebrate new things. Hey, how many people love to celebrate beginning of new things? I mean, you just think about weddings, Kaya and Saki that are getting married soon. It's like there's new things about to come. It's like people love celebrating new things. I mean, if you think about it, how many of you are New Year resolution peeps out there? Hey? Nobody. It's great. This analogy might not work. Hey, New Year's resolutions, they say it goes in one year and out the other year. Hey. Another dad joke, come on. Another dad joke. I mean, if any of you have, I know you guys aren't going to admit it right now, but some of you have probably put some New Year's resolutions in. Like, if you're honest with yourself, how many of you started and thought, I'm going to start this year, and I'm going to get so fit, <laughs> and I'm going to get so fit? Hey, I'm on my wife's favorite thing. I'm on a mission. <laughs> Three days later, <laughs> she's off the mission. <laughs> how many of you start the year like that? You're like, hey, this year my goal is to lose 10 kilograms. And you're like, I'm going to do it this time. I'm committed to it. And like towards the end of the year, you only got 15 kilos to go. <laughs> you're like, you're already at that space. Or you start the Daniel fast. At the beginning of the year, we start our 21-day fast. And you finish the fast. And you're like me that just goes... This fruit and veg thing is kind of cool. Like, I, I think I could keep doing this forever. Like, how many of you have been there? Hey? And then you go to your first Brian, kale chips are out the window. Like, and I believe that a lot of us love with great intentions. We love to start new things. Uh, we have the best intentions. I mean, Matthew, Matthew's resolution was to stop swearing uh, this year. And he's, shame, he's really tried. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking, Maddie. I'm joking. <laughs> We all have these desires. I don't know about you, but sometimes we have this desire to start things well. But what I really believe is, this first point tonight, is that our world celebrates starting, but God actually celebrates finishing. God celebrates finishing, and we have to stay focused as a church. We have to stay focused as Christians to get this, because uh, I think God really wants you to finish well, like finish this year well. I think God really wants you to finish your work um, season well. I think He wants you to finish your studies well, your school well. And I don't know about you, but it, there's, something, there's something great about having that feeling of knowing that I've done it, I've crossed the line, I've finished well, and I believe that God wants that for all of us. Ecclesiastes 7, 8 says this, finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than pride. I love how the NIV puts it. It says the end of the matter is better than the beginning. I think that is the way that us as Christians should actually live our lives. 
We should live with a great ending to whatever we do. Like when you are a Christian in a workplace, it should be better because you are there. And Christians should bring this ability to end things well. We should be the Christians that whenever we leave a space, it's better because we've brought the word to that environment, we've brought prayer to that environment. As Christians, we have to realize that we got to leave things better. Some of you starting view groups next year, view group leaders, and I'm pumped for you, two RCs. You guys have been prepping and getting ready this year. But I really pray that you end your view group that you're currently in as you begin to start and multiply that you end that season well. Because what you end well, you'll always start well. And so ending is so important and it's biblical. And so there are three ways that we can finish and I wanna talk about them tonight. What are the three ways that we can finish? Well, one is you cannot finish. The other one is that you can finish bad or you can finish strong. And so I wanna help you realize that you have a choice to make through every transition of your life. You have this choice to go, am I gonna finish this well? Or am I just gonna tag along? I'll get to the end of the year. I'm just tired, man. It's downhill from here. Are you just gonna coast the rest of this year? Or are you gonna finish well? Because I believe God wants us to finish well. When I look back on life, I, I see all these moments in my life uh, that I didn't finish well. Have any of you ever had that thing? Any of you ever been at this point not finishing? How many of you never finished, not finished something? You almost wish that you had. And I look back on my life and I think about these moments sometimes where I quit too early. If I just stayed in the game a little bit longer, what could have actually transpired? What could God have done with it? What would it be like if I just pushed through, not quit? Where would I be? If I'd started to invest my money at a younger age, young people want to let you know, like if I could go back and do that properly, I'm looking at mid 40s now and I'm going like I look back and go man that person encouraged me when I was 19 to start investing and I did and then I pulled it all out when it looked lacquer and I think for all of us we've got to look back on life and go like you'll be glad you did you'll be glad that you were consistent but there are moments in my life that I wish that I just not quit I mean how many of you ever started that year in a Bible reading plan a year you go through the Bible and you're on year six at the moment and you still haven't gone through the whole Bible yet. Eh? So a lot of us actually have to start, finish what we start. And my wife, she used to work for Vodacom and I remember she used to have these Yebo Yetu shares. And I look at them now, what Vodacom paid out some of the staff member that just stuck through it. They actually ended up with millions but my wife had the first opportunity to check this out and she actually took the off-ramp. But I just think if she had not quit, if she had been consistent, it would have gained compounded interest. It would have grown. And I don't know about you, what in your life currently are you doing that you're thinking, it's time for me to check out? And my encouragement to you is just, what if you just stuck it through and you fast forward 10 years? What could that actually turn into if you just don't quit. I can encourage you as a Christian, stay connected, stay disciplined. Here's a thought. Discipline is the ability to stay connected to the task long after the feelings of excitement have left. Okay. I, I, I heard a pastor preach on this, uh, American pastor. I can't remember his name right now, but he put this comment and it, it really resonated with me when I heard it because I'm going like, how many times do we start things with this really excited feeling? 
this is my mission. I'm going to lose weight. This is it, this time. And it just, we, for three days, we were on this mission. But the feelings subside and we just don't commit through. But I think that discipline is the ability to stay connected even after those feelings leave you. How many of you start something and it got hard and monotonous or even boring and you just decided, I don't feel like doing this anymore? Anyone? Only one? Hey, come on, there's somebody at the back. Thank you, Jesus. There's awesome. I just don't feel like doing this anymore. I just don't feel like giving towards this anymore. I just don't feel like doing this job anymore. And a lot of us started that with excitement, but we just, we reached this flat plateau. I want to encourage you, the Bible tells us to finish strong. Tells us to push through, to stay committed to what we have. And that's what helps us build our faith. It's, it's these moments of faith, these choices of faith to stay committed to what God wants to do in the season. And so I encourage you, finish well. John Maxwell says this. I really love this quote. I was reading it this week and Leanne was sharing this morning at a milk boss about crossing a finish line, just in a race, like crossing a finish line. And it just, it had this, the John Maxwell was talking about something similar, but he said, here's the difference with leadership. He says, if quit is in your vocabulary, then finish is not, because leaders finish. And you need to, what do, how do you become a leader? Well, you choose to not quit. You choose to stay the course. You choose to go where God sets you. Here's the scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 58 says this. Paul says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, say it with me. Wow, you guys have a huge conviction tonight. I must just say, feeling this. Okay, should we try that again? We'll try that again. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, Come on, you guys can preach tonight. I can hear that. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Not in one season, and then I don't feel like, and I'm out the next season, but stay committed. I don't know what you're doing at church. Where are you serving at church? And it's starting to, your flames starting to go up. The passion you once had for Jesus or sharing the gospel or inviting people has started to kind of dwindle. I want to let you know, stand firm. Don't quit. Keep going in the season. You need to reignite because how you finish is more important than how you started. Somebody needs to hear that tonight. Like you've got to get that fire back. Because you've got to have a vision for the finish. What Paul says, if you don't quit, you will reap the rewards. you just got to stay committed long beyond the feelings. Or there's finishing bad. Here's another one. How you finish this season will determine how you enter your next season. What if the way that you're finishing your season, I don't know what it is, the way that you do it will determine the way that you enter your next season. The way you finish is the way you start. So how you finish is really, really important. (laughs) I was in retail for many years and and because I was an area manager, like just like everybody's had a cousin or a niece or a nephew that was looking for a job in a retail store and um, they would always phone me, have you got a job for so-and-so? It's like a first job because they wanted to casual in the stores. Do you know how many people we've recruited on these recommendations of like they're gonna stay committed and get the job? And, and those people just walked out. Two of them are my brother-in-laws. <laughs> I'm like, at least I could kick them. I couldn't kick the others. 
But I was like, they literally would just one day decide, I don't feel like this anymore and just not arrive. We need to be not like that as Christians. Here's a picture. I love this picture of, of walking away. And how do you walk away from your season? Do you walk away from your season like that? I want to let you know, for all of these younger guys that are getting into work, I want to let you know, when you walk away from your your work environment and it looks like that, it's not a good thing. Because the way you exit is the way you're going to start your next season. So if you're going, hey, I'm going to put you in your place. Hey, you don't want control of me. Hey, I'd love to start a fire in the bin as I leave and burn this place down. I want to let you know, that's not healthy. That environment, you've got to change your attitude. You have to change your attitude because the way you exit is the way you're going to enter your next season. And so, so many times are you walking through quitting jobs, not happy with this one, always have a problem with somebody else, and then wonder why God's not blessing your next season. Maybe it's time to just realize, hey God, I want to do this your way. I want to make sure I stay committed and that I am a light in this environment. Because wherever you go, there you are. Andre's always told us this. You may move and think, everyone else is the problem here. The grass is green on the other side. And you go over there and you realize the exact same thing happens. And you go to that next relationship that you go to. You're out of the two relationships, you step into the third and you go, I must, there must be a curse on all these other people. Because the same thing keeps happening. But you're the only common denominator in the middle of that story. So maybe it's time to just change. Maybe it's time to realize wherever you are, there you are. And the way you leave will determine the way you start. Galatians 6, 7 says this, a man reaps what he sows. It's time to start sowing as Christians, putting seed in your workplace, seed in your school, putting seed in your church, putting seed into your community. It's time to start to sow where you are because where you sow, you're going to grow. That was a bit of a dad like pun thing. Hey, like they're firing all out. So that's why we want to leave our seasons well. TFG, I remember when I moved full-time into ministry, I was preaching one night. Andre had always been praying with me. And I said, man, I've got this desire to go full-time into ministry over and over. And somehow I ended up in Andre's view group. And, he, and I mentioned it one night. He never let it go. He hey, keeps praying. Spoke vision into my life. You know, one day God's going to do this. In your, and he just spoke vision. And so I was in the space where I'm going like, one day I'm leaving my work. No, I'm not. I'm coming back in. And then there was a moment where I actually decided, it's time. I feel called to what God wants to do. I feel called to the ministry. And I actually decided to exit. But I remember that Monday morning, I preached on the Sunday evening, came to Andre and I said, listen, if I leave my work, can I come and work for the church for free? And he said, yeah, you can come anytime. I then walked into work. I went to my boss and I said, here's my eight month plan because I plan to exit well. I'm about to go into the most important role of my life. I can't afford to mess that up. So I wanna make sure the way I exit this season is gonna bless that season. And some of us just have to have that approach to what God wants to do in our lives. So I wanna talk about how do we finish strong? How do we finish strong? Let me give you this passage and this, as Paul outlines these four things that are crucial to finishing strong in our lives. So Romans chapter 15 verses 4 said that, 
for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, right? So that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragements that they will provide that we might have hope. And so to finish strong, we have to, number one, we've got to realize we've got to find endurance and encouragement through the scriptures. It's the scripture that encourages us and gives us this endurance. And if you want to finish well, stay in God's word and make it a habit of your life. You see, you can't sustain what you're going through without the habit of God's word in your life. Some of us get full and we go, you know, I'm following God's word, but you just don't make a habit of it. And you actually feel, I don't know, when I am the furthest away from God's word, I'm the most grumpiest person on planet earth. And my wife can see it. So she'll just say to me, the way you responded right now does not seem spirit-led. Have you read your Bible today? No. Go back into the closet and go read your Bible. And so for me, when we are closest to God's word, we are our most encouraged. We level that. We realize there's a bigger hope. There's a bigger purpose. God has a plan. Listen, if you make it about a person they will let you down. But if you make it about God's word, it'll never let you down. The word will never let us down. So when we read it daily and often, this is what we are going to get is endurance and encouragement, Paul tells us. If you're looking for endurance and encouragement in this season, maybe you've got to get back into the word of God. Because when we walk with endurance and encouragement through the word, the Bible tells us that we get hope. A lot of us are needing hope in this season. I want to let you go, go back to the author. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 1 John. And nothing was made unless it was made through Him. So I don't just read this as a book. I read this as Jesus Christ. Because He was the Word, and in the beginning was the Word. So this is the author, the Scripture for my life that encouraged me and gives me endurance. Why endurance? Why do we need Endurance. Well, I can't remember. It's one of these pastors I was listening to a sermon and he said, you know why you need endurance? Because if you actually think about it, Noah gets told there's going to be a flood. Starts, God's like, stop building the ark, there's going to be a flood. Do you guys know how long Noah waited until the first rains came? A hundred years. Crazy just to think about it. I mean, like David gets anointed as king by Samuel and says, you are gonna be king. Do you know from the anointing until he became king, do you know how many years he waited? 17 years. If you look at Abraham, he gets told eventually they're gonna have the son, but when he gets told he's gonna have the son, he still waits another 25 years until their son arrives. If you think about it, Sometimes God has already spoken the plan over your life. You just don't have the patience to wait for it. But we just need to stay firm and have the patience to wait for what God wants to do in our lives. The promise hasn't changed. You just got to stay in the word and it gives you the endurance as you grow. Psalms 1 says this. 
Blessed is the one who does not walk or step in the wicked or stand in the way of the sinners or take seat in the companies of mockers, but who delights in the law of the Lord, who meditates on a day and night. That person is like a tree planted at a stream of water. Now, I just wanna let you know, here's a miracle. How many of you know which way gravity flows? How is it that a tree is able to pull up water from the ground? It's only God. But as the person is like a tree planted by the stream, you see, you've got to work that scripture. It pulls up that scripture. The scripture starts to pull that sustenance into you, makes us healthier, which yields fruit in the season and whose leaves do not wither and they prosper whatever they do. I don't know, if you're looking for, for God to prosper you, maybe it's about not seeking the prospering. Maybe we're just getting back into His Word and say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, you're gonna get the glory through this. When you get the Word in you, it gives you endurance and encouragement. I think you guys get that. Romans 15 verses five says, may the God who gives you endurance, encouragement, give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had. So we know that scripture can give us endurance, but here's the other thing, is how do we finish strong? Well, we prioritize prayer. We prioritize prayer because here it says in verse five, it said, God who gives you endurance and, and encouragement. You say, but isn't the word? No, it's God. It's when we get into the word. It's when we get into a relationship with him. How do we do that? We prioritize prayer. You see, prayer connects us to the power of God. Have any of you ever run out of fuel? This is my favorite thing to do because it really does test your Christianity. I, I actually challenge you. Why don't you try and run out of fuel sometime? <laughs> and because you'll know your Christian response. <laughs> but if you've ever run out of fuel before, you'll realize that the car comes to a stop and that's what happens to us when we don't spend time with God in prayer. We need to refuel with God every day. We need to make sure that, that we get onto His page because prayer is the difference between walking in power, uh, sorry, walking in your power and walking in God's power. James 5, 16 says, the prayer of the righteous person is a? The prayer of a righteous person is a? So I reckon we've got to get back into prayer. Number three, how do we finish strong? Well, the scripture says here that one mind and one voice, we work together. You know how many times in church we have so much resentment to each other? We talk about joy, but we do otherwise. And so I want to let you know that we are stronger together. If you have an issue with somebody, pray with them. Pray for them. Andre even said, your gift makes room for you. I remember any time I'm in a, in a horrible situation, Andre's always taught me, get a gift and go with them and give a gift because your gift, the Bible says your gift will make room for you and pray for that person. Pray that God would bless them and anoint them. And he would also change me in the process so that we could get together. You see, the enemy can't destroy you, he'll just divide you. And we need to realize that what are you being divided on, on your choices, on your thoughts about other people? We need to get together. We have to fight for a common cause to what we want to finish strong on. And the Bible tells us that we need to be one mind and of one voice and that you may glorify God together. And how, the last point, if I can get the worship team up, is this. 
How do we finish strong? Most important, I've left the best for last. It actually, if you had to flip this around, would be the right priority. You stay focused on Jesus. You stay focused on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus and not on the things of this world. You actually just stay close. You're going, God, I'm not taking my eyes off you. I am staying on you every single step of the way. Let our aim and our focus be to glorify God in everything we do as a church together. Let us not come here and serve out of function. Let us come here and allow the anointing to fall on this place and that the Holy Spirit would bring two or more together and that there'd be a move in this community because of us coming together and working it together. The Bible actually says in Psalms 127 that, that, that God will bless where there's unity. And we need to realize as a country, we need to realize in your workplace that what we come together and we unify on, the enemy trembles at because he knows that unity only comes from God. And so we got to keep our eyes focused on a bigger purpose. I want to let you know that I don't know what season you're in and where you're at, but your ability to finish strong is just a choice. It's a decision. You may feel flat, that's okay. You just get up again, keep going. But I wanna encourage you, don't try and do it. Like sometimes people go, I'm going through mental health issues and somebody's best advice is for them to go running. You know what my best advice is? Get into the Word, get into prayer. Stay focused on Jesus. Find a bigger place that you can serve, that there's a sense of community, that there's a sense of purpose. Stick to the basics. A lot of us are trying to fix things with these these symptoms. We're trying to fix them with quick fix, but God's actually saying, no, it's here. The answer's here and it's in Jesus and it's in His Word. So if you need encouragement, I wanna let you know, just as Paul says, it's through the Scripture. Get back into God's Word. Can we bow our heads for a sec? I just want to pray for somebody here tonight. I don't know who it is. It might be you or it might be the person next to you. Um, But I just want to pray for anyone that's struggling in this season and has just felt like you've gone a bit flat and you're going like, I need to just shift the gear. I need to finish the strong. I was planning to kind of coast through this, but I actually want to make a decision. But I realize I might need God's help in this. And so we want to pray together with you tonight. So if that is you, don't you want to give me a wave so I know who I'm praying for? If you want to finish this season, thank you. Thank you. If you want to finish this season, well, come on. Don't be shy. Like this is your moment. Let's pray together. You know, the prayer of righteous people are effective, powerful weapon in God's kingdom. And so let's actually pray together. Let's stand, let's just hold our hands surrendered for for the rest of you. Maybe just, this isn't some weird religious thing. It's just, it's actually a moment of surrender and just recognizing your need for Jesus. That you can't do it in your own strength, but with Him, His yoke is light. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord Jesus, for each and every person here, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would do something fresh in their heart. Will you baptize us afresh with the Holy Spirit tonight, Lord? 
Will you come into our hearts and just transform us and, and just align us to your will, Lord? Will you remove those things, those barriers around our hearts right now, Father God? And will you break them down, Lord, so that we can actually just step into your light, even as your word is a lamp unto our path and a light, unto, a light for our feet, Father God, that you would just shine, Father God, in our season. We invite you. We recognize we can't do this without you. And so, Lord Jesus, we're just surrendering at your feet tonight, Lord God. We want to finish well. If you're sitting here this morning and you've never had a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to let you know that this life is short and there's an eternity beyond this. You have one chance in this life. And I encourage you to take that chance. Don't wait, but take that chance. And all it is, is it's receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Some of us think we have to earn our way. We have to ask God for forgiveness and change everything first and become right and perfect before we can come to Jesus. No, Jesus died for your sins so that you could come to, so that you could just receive Him. It's a, it wasn't a cheap gift, but it was a free gift. It was the gift of salvation. And all you do is open up your heart and allow Him to step in and just say, God, I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior. I want to turn from my sinful ways, Lord. And I just want to live a life in accordance and devoted to you. If that's you this, this evening, don't you want to give me a wave so I know who I'm praying for? One, God, so thank you. Love the world. Two, that He gave His only beloved Son. Three, that you will not perish but have eternal life. If that's you, if there's anybody else, just raise your hand so that we can receive. It's the biggest celebration in heaven breaks out for one that comes home. And so we want to celebrate with you tonight. If that is you, can give us a wave. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Anybody else? Church, maybe we can pray together. Lord God, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you sent your son to die for our sins. Lord, will you forgive me of my sins? I want to change my ways. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Change me from the inside out. I want to live a life on purpose and for you. In Jesus' name, if you, if you said that prayer, can we just celebrate for anybody that said that prayer? Thank you. Awesome. Should we stand up quickly? Those incredible word. And um, even as he exited TFG, and he did it so well, they actually came back to him a few times, even offered him a more senior role a year later. But just, just because he finished so well and his relationships were so good. So I, I think he, he has a great authority uh, when it comes to how to finish seasons well. Um, I remember um, when I was 20, business guy in our church just said to me, if I teach you one principle, Whatever you start and commit to, finish it. So he told me, I never forgot it. And then over the next few years, I remember committing to view groups and stuff. And, I, and then other opportunities in ministry came. And I said, great, if you guys are willing to wait, once I finish this, I'll be available for that. But I finished I, um, those things that I committed to. And I never sort of left it prematurely. And I just saw God taught me the principle that he, he isn't trying to trick me. And when he gives me a piece to commit, he'll give me the grace to finish it. And then he'll give me a greater grace when it's the right time for the next season. And a lot of us think when we, 
when, when other things knock on our door, that, that if we don't say yes, we'll miss out. But I believe that God's not tricked you. If you've made a commitment, finish it. And um, I remember becoming a youth pastor and having a sense that I must commit many years to the youth of this community. And then two years in, I got an offer to start traveling around the world, singing and preaching. And um, we used to do albums and that. And it would have been so in my lane. And I remember when the guy asked me, I said, I'll call you back. And as I put the phone down, I remember God reminding me, you made a commitment to teens. And I phoned him back immediately and said, um, and because God didn't trick me into that commitment. I knew it was in my heart. And I said, listen, I've made a commitment to this community's teenagers. And there'll be kids who come to this church and they need one person to stay committed to them. I said, I appreciate that. And we've kept relationship, those guys who were traveling and doing those things. And and then um, I, I gave up music. I felt God had give, give me music. And once I stepped to youth ministry, I felt God said, I must lay it down. And then years later, I ended up um, being asked to oversee the music again. And in that season, we won South African Music Awards. We traveled all around the world. But by the time we were doing that, I already had lost that thing because I had something. God gave me something bigger. People. And not just gifting. And not just talent. Not just a desire to do an art. It was people. So even when I did that, it wasn't as big anymore. But if I did that in the wrong time, that thing would have been way too big in my life. And I want to encourage you. Sometimes you prematurely want to step into something, but but God has given you grace for what you've committed to. Okay. And if you will be faithful in that, even if I have a total belief. Even if you've said yes to God and it's the wrong thing, if you finish it well, God will show even greater favor in the next season. That's just how good God is because He sees your faithfulness and He'll never overlook it. I've also got a desire. I read this once that the people who change the world do it from the age of 60 onwards. And when I read that, I thought, God, let me not live such a small life that I think I have to do everything when I'm young. Because if I have to do everything when I'm young, I'm really dreaming a small dream because the people who change the world do it after 60. They have the most wisdom, the most experience. They've served for the longest. They've grown. They've read books. And I thought, God, let me not cut myself short. I want to give you glory and do the most significant, live the most significant life um, that I've got. So I will keep my head down even when it looks, oh, what's happening? Even when maybe I'm living under a lid and nobody's seen it. I know that you're seeing it. And if I, if I put you first, God, one day you'll use me. And, and I encourage you, if you are thinking that you've missed out on your destiny um, um, already, you've dreamt way too small. And you need to lift up your head and see that God's got a way bigger plan for you. It's like Dita saying, finish strong. Yes, yeah. I can ask everyone just to quickly look to their right. You'll see a door open. We've got men and women counselors. If you put your hand up, you pray that prayer, um, you receive Jesus. Maybe you didn't put your hand up, but you prayed that prayer that Dita led you and encourage you to go there. Your next step is to tell someone. They'll also tell you about your next step, which is following Jesus. You get your foundations. And, and really, that's what we encourage everyone who's prayed that prayer, just to say, hey, I'll, I'll give my life to Jesus. Let them pray with you. If you need any prayer, you can go there. As you go out, the God Camp banner, we've got a few. We'll make it easy for you to go get your Christmas experience tickets. Please go grab that. Next weekend is our Christmas experience. And then you can also grab your first coffee as well. Have an awesome week. God bless you guys.
Let's feel.